This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. I'm excited to have Alexis Adams on with us today. Alexis is the wife of Deke Adams, defensive line coach for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. I'm so excited. Well, you are home in Mississippi, the place where it all started. (laughs) What was your reaction to hearing that Deke got an opportunity to coach for the Bulldogs? You know, it was just mind-blowing. We are so thrilled to be back home. Um... Deke is only an hour and a half away from his family in Meridian, and I'm only four hours from my family in Gulfport, and everybody is just so thrilled about us being back here, and we're so excited to be able to be closer to our parents who are, you know, getting a little older and and needing additional help and stuff, so we're just excited about that and just over the moon thrilled about being able to coach with Mississippi State University football. Uh, They're just a top-notch program, one of the best uh, in the SEC West, and we're just so excited, ready to put our feet down and and run in with it. We're just thrilled to death. Now, I met you early on in your journey as a coach's wife. We were both at Washita. Remember those days? It feels like a long time ago. Yes, (laughs) yes. I think our boy, when my boys were two and five when we moved to Washita, and that has just I, I still stay in touch with some of the, my friends there. Um, that was just what, the beginning of just a wonderful career in the life as a football coach. It has. And before that, Jacksonville State, Pearl River Community College, Washtenaw, then you moved on to North Carolina A&T, Louisiana Monroe, Southern Miss back home, North Carolina, South Carolina, <laughs> East Carolina, hung out in those Carolinas, back in we North did. Carolina. And then a couple of, maybe a week or so at the University of Memphis, and then Mississippi State comes calling on you. So in a few words, how would you describe this path? We cannot be more thankful for the path that God put us on. Um, We actually really literally started from the bottom, you know, being a GA and then working in the JUCO system and then just going, you know, D2, D1, AA before we got to D1. And, And we just so appreciate each level that we were on because it has helped, you know, Deacon, his uh, career as a coach. Uh, He's met so many wonderful people on each level. So he's able to go back, you know, and recruit JUCOs in Mississippi and and different places. And um, we're just happy that it happened that way, especially for having a young family at the time. Um, I see where I saw where the kids were younger and being on a uh, smaller staff like that, we, we're so family oriented. The boys could just get out and run around uh, and play. And it's just, just, it was just a wonderful opportunity for us to start where we were and to end up where we are now. It really is. If you go back and you think about it, all of those things build into what you are doing now. And I think it's, right. I love the different levels of football. And we talk about it on this podcast, but I think it's so neat to talk about it because right. there's something unique about each level that builds and that um, that helps you as a coach that had you not been in that situation, you wouldn't really know how to react or react with wisdom. Exactly. You have a different perspective when you've been able to coach on different levels. And it it really makes you really appreciate where you are now and you don't take it for granted. 
for us to be where we were when they were younger, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. That was the best times. Now, how did you meet Deke? Uh, we met in college at Southern Miss. We both went to Southern Miss. Um, I was a junior. He was a freshman. Oh, that story. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the time I was really focusing on trying to graduate and, you know, concentrating on basketball because I played basketball there. He was a football player, but he was a freshman and wanted to party and stuff. And I was actually going out to pick some teammates up from a party and Deke was coming out of the door and he saw me and, you know, we just started a conversation and it was, it didn't, we didn't right away um, start dating or anything. It took us a little bit because, you know, I was not trying to date a freshman. <laughs> but, you know, he, he kept, he was persistent. So um, I think after the Christmas break, we started dating at that time. So those were our days at the University of Southern Mississippi. Isn't that neat? And you were a standout yeah. basketball player. I mean, I think you're in the thousand point club or something like that. I was reading some yeah. things about <laughs> you. I mean, how has that helped your perspective being a former athlete? Do you think it helps you understand the nature of this business? Most definitely. Um, being a student athlete is very, you know, time consuming and, and can be difficult sometimes. Uh, I remember having to get up for 6 a.m. weightlifting and going to class from 8 to 12, then having lunch and going straight to two to three hour practices. Afterwards was dinner, study hall, tutoring sessions. I mean, that that is a lot. So I know as a student athlete putting in that kind of time, my coaches were there putting in time as well. Um, now, now that I'm on the opposite side, I see that actually the coaches are doing more because of the recruiting aspect. You know, as a student athlete, I didn't see that side of it, but now I see the the uh, recruiting part of it and um, just all the time that they have to put in and it might be being a student athlete really um, I was fine with a lot of the time away that Deke has because I've been pretty independent you know uh, all my life and I think in this profession you have to have some independency for yourself so that you can be able to do some things on your own and with your kids you know when your husband's not around or whatever, but yeah, is it being a student athlete really helped prepare me for what I'm, you know, doing today as a coach's wife. You talk about being independent, having to do a lot of things alone. I think there's probably a lot of wives out there kind of feeling that a couple of years ago, you were kind of knee deep in those ages. Jalen and Jordan were young boys. We knew each other and you right. know, how old are they now? What are they up to? <laughs> well, Jalen uh, is 22 now. Uh, he's a senior at Winthrop University in South Carolina. I was telling my mom the other day, I said, I kind of feel a, a little something about, you know, having to move here and leaving him in South Carolina. When I was in North Carolina, it was okay. We were three hours apart, but now uh, it's closer to seven or eight. So, uh, but he's majoring in sports management. He wants to be a, an agent one day. So he's preparing for internships this summer and graduation in December. So I'm, we're very excited about that. And our little Jordan is 19-year-old, would have been a freshman at the University of North Carolina, but he chose to go the professional route of baseball after he was drafted in the first round last June to the Los Angeles Angels. So, wow. Yeah, so that has been a whirlwind uh, in itself. So he's, 
He's living his his best life right now out in Arizona, going through the minor league uh, teams and and is enjoying it. They both are enjoying the path that they are both on right now. I thought I saw a profile picture with a baseball looking shirt you had on. So I thought there must be something special right there. That's pretty neat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. I'm look, I, I'm looking forward to going out and visiting with him in the next week or two. Uh, He should be moving up to his minor league team soon. So I usually kind of go out there every four to six weeks, help him get settled in and let him see a familiar face every now and then because he is just 19 and, you know, technically a freshman in college. So I didn't want him to think we just threw him to the wolves and he's just out there by himself. So we, we try to get out there pretty often. Two successful boys. How do you think they've benefited from their dad being a coach? They have learned so much uh, during this process. Um, they have always loved dad being a coach because they like being around the sport. They liked being around the players. You know, in some sense, especially when they were younger, they looked at the players as their big brothers. You know, they gained a couple of brothers everywhere we went, and they developed relationships with these kids um, and and followed their careers wherever they are. You know, and and they noticed that the same lessons that Deke uh, gives to them at home when they're in his meeting room with his players, they see that he's tells the same thing to his players as well. So they hear it two times, you know, or several mm-hmm. times uh, to different people and stuff. And they've just, this process been, has been great for them. They've always been uh, resilient in our moves. Uh, as they got older in high school, we started um, involving them in the conversation, you know, not just moving without letting them know or having some input. And because a couple of times we've moved when they were juniors, possibly seniors in high school, but each time we talk about it, they were so excited about it. You know, they were like, yes, let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know, so all four of us have been very great and just all right with this profession and, and being able to move like we have and been able to experience some things that we otherwise probably wouldn't experience. Well, you've always made family a priority and so they feel appreciated they feel like obviously you're telling me that you involve them to some extent in the decisions and I think that probably has helped them with the buy-in and with listening to the advice that you're giving them it's prepared them for where they are today I mean exactly yeah that's pretty neat though I was going to ask you because now you have older kids that really have attracted themselves to the sport uh, in two different areas, but to athletics. I mean, do you think, I mean, if that was any advice you would give moms out there, would it be kind of involve them when they get older in those high school years when you are moving? Yeah, I I think you sort of have to. um, I have boys and my boys have just been great about moving. Um, I've heard stories about friends that have girls and it's not always the same or whatever. But I, I remember our days at Washita. One thing that I tried to implement, like you said, is for, you have to do little things to keep your family close and to keep that family bond together. Mm-hmm. And we were at Washita. I remember um, when Jalen was, in, he was just first grade, he would come home, we'd have a snack and we went to the field. Mm. We went to go see daddy because if you didn't do things like that, you're, I mean, Deke would never see them or they would never see their dad, mm-hmm. you know? So we would always go to practice 
and an advantage to being at smaller schools like that. At least once or twice a week, they would have some type of dinner or something where we would eat together. And we kind of took that tradition with us all the way through middle school. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it stopped at middle school is because once your, you know, your kids are in middle school, they stay after school for their sporting events and stuff. So once we got to North Carolina the first time is when we kind of experienced not having to go to practice to see dad. And that was uh, an adjustment. We mm-hmm. all were like, wait a minute, you know, we're supposed to be doing something right now. And so that, that took us a while to get used to doing that. But that doing those things for those many years helped us keep our family bond together and the relationships for my kids and their dad to be around one another. Do y'all have any traditions after a win after on Saturday night? It's a little difficult when you when the kids become teenagers because they kind of want to do their own thing. Right. <laughs> so we um, we don't really have any real traditions. Um, and then, you know, with Jalen off at college, you know, he makes some home games, but not as many as it was, you know, when he was here and stuff. So we're all kind of adjusting to a new thing now um, because we've now become empty nesters and it's a little different. And even before, you know, they get a little older, they want to hang out with friends and stuff like that. So uh, no real traditions or anything. After games, we kind of just wait for the traffic to die down, stay at the office and hang out until, you know, we can get out and get, get home. Now, I know it's every part of us. We all experience losses, you know. I mean, no one can yeah. win every single game. How do you keep Deke encouraged? How do you guys get over a loss? If he comes home and talk about it, we'll talk about it a little bit. But, you know, he normally keeps a lot of stuff at, home, at the office. You know, he he doesn't come home and talk about too much. And I don't really bother him about it. If he wants to talk about it, we'll talk about it. But if we do, it's it's really not for very long. That's probably the thing that we do. If I'm there, if he needs to talk, and if he doesn't, then we just move on and we talk about something else. I'm talking with Alexis Adams, the wife of Deke Adams, defensive line coach from Mississippi State. You know, Alexis, you're the backbone to a highly successful coach in the SEC, if you were to kind of think of some things, and you've shared some with me already that you've done that's contributed to the success of his career and your families, what would that be? Of your family, what would that be? Like you said, I talked about the keeping our family close. That's, that's the biggest thing, just finding things to keep your family bond together. In my opinion, for us, even though we've never really just been around family and at home, like most traditional families are, um, we always kept our family values and morals that we were taught from our parents and instilled them in our home and with our children. And as they've gotten older, you know, there have been times where the boys would say, well, mama, can I go? Can you drop me off here and drop me off there? And I've I've never just been that kind of mom or anything because so many things happen in this world right now. And I would telling us, no, let's not do that. And, you know, they'll be like, well, such and such as mom is letting him. And, uh, you know, of course I have to remind them, well, who is your mama? (laughs) You know, we're, we're not going to do that. So, you know, um, of course, when you do things like that, they're not happy about it. But Mm -hmm. now that they're older, they appreciate it. They understand a little bit more, just like we did with our own parents. You know, we didn't like it either when we were told no. And, 
and things like that. But now that you're older, you appreciate those values and morals that and the lessons that your parents tried to teach you, you know, during those times. So we always try to take those values with us. Um, and I always said, as long as everybody in my four walls is good, I'm happy. You know, I can't worry about, you know, what someone else is doing in their household because everybody's different. Everybody does things differently. And you have to stay true to what you are trying to accomplish in your family. I've asked the same question to Kathy Miles at Kansas, Tia Odom at Missouri. How do you block out negative things that are said about your husband? Uh, what methods do you use when dealing with just negative comments? Either you hear it in the stands or you happen up on reading something negative about the team on social media. How do you keep your composure? Well, I, that is a, it's very hard if you're around people that does that. Um, I do try to stay off the message boards. Uh, I think early on in Deke's career, we both, you know, wanted to see what people had to say and stuff like that. And I think after a while, you just kind of say, you know what, let's just stay off of that. We're not going to read those message boards because most people really don't know what they're talking about or what's going on. So we kind of stopped doing that. And what has really helped um, these last probably six or seven years now We've been at colleges that, um, like in North Carolina, we had a balcony. Mm -hmm. And it was just football staff and support staff, you know, mm -hmm. no people in the stands or anything like that. That has been great uh, to not just be sitting there in the stands. But then again, you could be other places where you are. Um, and for example, South Carolina, we were in the, we sit in the stands, but it's still football staff and support people that are around you. It's not really in the area of where the fans sit. So um, that has been really great the last few years. I'm not sure how things are going to happen at Mississippi State, but either way, you know, I've gotten older now, Kristen, and it takes, a, I got a tough skin, so it takes <laughs> a lot to really get under me. I know who my husband is and what type of person he is, and everybody's going to have an opinion, and That's it's true. okay. You know, everybody has an opinion and they can say whatever, but you know who your husband is and what he's about. So I, you know, I think I'll be fine. Love it. Good answer. Good answer. Magic wand and change some things about this life we live as a coach's wife. What would you change? The only thing I can see that I would want to change, I think on every level of football is, I would love for everyone to have the same like spring break or summer break because a few years back uh, I started this vacation type thing for my friends who are have, just happen to be other coaches wives and and their husbands and every other year we get together and we go on a summer vacation and now that we're not all at the same school Having to put the dates together so that everybody can come, it has been a little difficult, but uh, we've managed to make it work, and we have a good time in July going to the Car Caribbean somewhere and just having a good time and catching up as friends. So if I could change anything, it would be to make sure all the dates were, <laughs> everybody was off on the same date so that we wouldn't have that problem. I like it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> you talked about being independent and you have to be in this industry. Um, he spends so much time away recruiting, game planning. What are things that you like to do that you find fulfilling? 
Well, because I think because now that we've had so much going on with our kids and with Jordan now playing professional sports, I've been approached with speaking to other high school baseball athletes about, you know, our experience and what we, you know, went through in our journey uh, of him being a pro athlete and how we got there and, you know, how our journey with them playing uh, those sports in the summertime, um, how did we handle all those things? So I've done a little bit of that, um, just sharing our experiences with others so that they'll be a little bit more prepared and what to expect if their son happens to get drafted because that was a whirlwind for us. And baseball is different. Deke never, he said he never played growing up. So uh, we were both a little um, not familiar with the baseball world. So um, being able to share my experience with others would, is something that I have been doing. I've also been using my advertising and PR degree from USM now with him as I'm serving as the president of the Jordan Adams fan club, <laughs> going go. through all his mail and, you know, having conversations with Jalen and I, with him being in sports management, we both are having conversation with community le- leaders about how to give back, you know, uh, to his community in his off season. And we're just doing a lot of things like that just to, you know, help um, with our experience and help with his um, professional career and his giving back. Did you ever expect your life to be this way? I know I've known you years ago. Now I hear you talking about being the mom of a major league baseball player. So special. Did you Uh, ever think that would happen? You know, I knew he was a special kid. Um, There's just some things you can see. Um, I took mom out of the equation, uh, being a, an athlete, you know, playing basketball, you could just tell sometimes looking at some kids of the ability that they have. He just could do things that you don't teach. Mm-hmm. And he had it early. Um, I never expected him to be drafted out of high school, but I'm not surprised that he's playing professional sports. Um, he's just, he's, he's got a gift that only God gave him and what he has you know, it can't be taught. So we're just thankful to the Lord that he has blessed him in this way, helping him to be successful as he goes through each level that he has to get to before he reaches the majors. Well, there's probably very few in your position. So a coach's wife and a mom of a professional athlete, but is there anyone that you call on kind of as a mentor or have the past few years? You know, I've learned a lot from really all of the coaches' wives that I've been around. I mean, Julie Knight has such an humble spirit, very family-oriented, and allowed the kids to be around to experience everything. I, I mean, I always remember those days. Sheila Falls was the same way. I love that Sheila um, always shared her experiences as a coach's wife uh, with us, so that kind of helped me to um, be where I am right now as well. Leanne Weatherby was the same way. Family-oriented, the kids can be around. Uh, at every event. The boys really loved our time at ULM because we would go on recruiting dinners and they allowed the kids to go. That's awesome. Now, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. You know, they loved that. They And they still talk about that when they ha- when they can, you know, think back to their times at different schools. Christy Fedora is just so giving and generous family. Uh, I'll always remember the days with them. Everywhere we've been with them, They've shared um, 
coaches retreats with us and it, it has just been amazing. Jerry Spurrier, there's no one like her. Oh, She's yeah. amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, her service, her giving, their generosity. I mean, family, family, family. The Spurrier family is just awesome. And Ebony Montgomery, her hospitality, family orientation. Everybody just had this family-oriented mentality that they wanted to involve their children with. And that has just been wonderful that I can take that those things with me. And if the Lord says so, that Deke is able to be a head coach, those are things that I would want our staff to be able to experience as well. I know it's tough to stay connected during the season. There's so many hours, but is there a time during the busy week of game week that y'all sneak away lunch or watch a movie or anything? Do you, are you able to do that at all during the season? It depends, of course, on where you are, what school you're affiliated with. Uh, Deke and I have been able to go to breakfast on Friday morning. Uh, Once the kids go off and, um, to school, which I don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And usually on Friday mornings, you know, they don't have to be in so early. So we would actually find just a local breakfast spot and we'd go eat breakfast every Friday morning before he goes into the office or leaving for an away game. And I love to be able to go to the away games. You know, of course, that depends on the schools and um, if, they, if you're allowed just a wives trip or you can go anytime. Being able to do that is is great as well. I don't ever get in the way of what he's doing. Just being there is enough for us. Me I'm, just being there. I don't. We don't have to do dinner. I don't want to stress him out in any way. You know, just me being in the room when he gets back from meeting with the players or checking curfew. That's enough for us, and we like that. I feel the same way. I love away trips if I'm able to go to it because it's just really quiet and calm. I usually catch up on shows on my computer, wait for him to come back. And it's just really, I think it helps them focus out honestly, because it's like my number one fan is there going, you got this. Yeah. I really appreciate it even more now that our children are, are grown and they're doing their own thing now and stuff. Um, you, ha- you know, your marriage goes through different seasons. So there are different things you need to do to continue to stay connected to one another. Deke and I will celebrate our 24th wedding anniversary this summer. So, you know, you always have to find things that help you, you know, stay connected with one another and to, you know, just keep everything going in the right direction. And whenever I'm allowed to go to a, on a away trip, I try to take full advantage of it. What are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I love the aspect of being able to go and live in different places. Um, I couldn't imagine my life not being that way, you know? People living in the same house for 20 years is great. I mean, my mom and dad are still in the house that I grew up in since I was three or whatever, but wow. I I really like the aspect of being able to live in different places. Uh, just get to experience different things and different cultures and meeting wonderful people who have become, you know, lifetime friends. You know, um, I love all of it about it. Okay, I have fast five questions for you. Ready? Yes. Okay. What's the last book you have read? He Had to Break Me to Bless Me by Ashley McGee Madry. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, she's a childhood friend, um, has been through a lot, and she wrote a book about her life, and you can buy it on Amazon. It's a great book. He had to break me to bless me. Love it. Deke surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What do you think will be printed on that ticket? <laughs> um, it probably will not be a music concert. Uh, he is the biggest fan of comedy. <laughs> we go to a lot of comedy shows. So uh, anything that's going to be played near here, I can see him wanting to go to a comedy show. He, he likes comedies. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. Maybe it's in our closet. What's the ugliest thing you own? <laughs> Well, we just moved to Starkfield, what, two weeks ago, and had to buy a home. And right now, probably the ugliest thing in here are the window treatments. <laughs> they got these big tweed brown things hanging up here. So I'm in the process of buying something nicer <laughs> so I can go. take these down. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would that be? Any other time in my life, I'd probably be thinking about something that could benefit me. Um, but right now, um, if I could pick a superpower, it would be the power to heal. Mm. Um, I have a really good friend, uh, Wendy Anderson, that's going through some things right now, um, in her life. And if I had the power to do anything, I would heal her body. You actually get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Oh, we're HGTV people. I love, um, the one guy on Friday nights, lottery, the lottery, my yes. lottery dream house. <laughs> That's it. Yes, we love HGTV. So we, we watch a lot of that. Thank you so much, Alexis. This has been amazing. And well, so thank much. you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.